welcome to the One Life Podcast. We talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Co-host of the podcast. Yep. Uh, I still love the title. Always have. Yeah. Uh, we don't have plates or anything on our office doors, but someday when we do, that's going on there. That's what it'll say. Podcast host. Podcast host. Yeah. I know. Okay, I like it. Um, yeah, so we here at One Life just finished a series uh, called Restore, uh, Rebuilding the Broken Soul, and we spent um, eight weeks. I think it was even more than that. It was, eight or nine. It might have been right. as many as ten. It was we did, wow. We did add a couple extra weeks. Yeah. Um, and we had some episodes on the podcast before, and highly recommend you go back and check out some of those. There's some people coming on and talking about some ways to restore. Uh, we know a lot of people have had some experiences and um, changes in life uh, over the last year and finding ways to, to kind of work through that. Uh, we still have resources there at onelifechurch.org slash restore. You can still check those out. Um, but today, we're, we're having a conversation with Andy Miles. Hi, Andy. Hi, guys. Um, Andy's Host and co-host. Yeah. Host and co-host. Andy's been on the podcast before, and uh, it's a special conversation with Andy today because she's had a change in her life. I have. Yeah. Andy, first off, I want to start out, tell us who you are and what do you do, or did you do? <laughs> I am Andy Miles. Um, I, what I did do for a lot of years was um, I have been the Next Gen Director here at East and uh, for our network over the last... Well, I've changed roles kind of over the last 10 years, but I've been in kids ministry for the last 10 years here at One Life. Um, been in ministry for 18 years. Mm. 18 um, years is a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Especially if you think of like adults, 18 is the age that people were considered adults, right? Is that, is that still correct? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> I think they pushed it to 21, and is now it? I think it's being pushed to like 26. Oh, wow. I, I think that's a thing. That's true, because like you can stay on yeah. your parents' insurance till so you're 26 now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but normally I think of like 18 as adults, so that means you would have been with some kids from the time they're born until they're basically adults. Right. Yeah, I started when my oldest was six weeks old. Oh, my goodness. And she's graduating this year. (laughs) (laughs) That puts it all in perspective, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. It's a long time. Wow, so it might be time for a little bit of a change in direction in life. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so tell me, first off, I want to define that for people. And when they're talking about kids ministry, um, what does that mean? Kids ministry. Okay, so kids ministry is, um, well, people probably think that it's while the big kids are in church, their kids <laughs> go to a, uh, these other rooms. But kids ministry really, um, in the 10 years I've been at One Life, it has been just creating experience for kids um, to help them experience Jesus in a fun and creative way. Um, it's not child care. It's not babysitting. It is truly helping kids trust and follow Jesus. And we had that drilled in our heads, those of us who work here. If you ever called it child care, You're if you ever trouble. called you were. I mean, that was you guys did a really good job of that. I I could feel the guilt when it started to come out of my mouth every now and then, or you know, the kids uh, area or whatever else. And yeah, so you did a great job of that and well, got good, it through our heads. Good. That's good. You Everybody learned. To know I that. learned. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's a little bit about kids mature. I mean, and there's some creative things that I mean, one life kids has been doing. I mean, I remember when I first first coming and people talking about how amazing you know kids ministry was because it really was like just having this really cool experience for kids but also teaching them um Mm -hmm. at the same time and them coming back with takeaways that they can talk about with their families and I remember you know some of my friends coming out with their kids being like I can't wait to go back so Mm -hmm. there's always been a really cool um environment in kids ministry and Andy's been a part of making that happen for 
at least 10 years here mm -hmm. um, and some time before that in other places as well. Right. Um, okay, but you're making a change. I'm making uh, a shift. I'm making a shift. Tell yes. us about that. What is it? I am going to uh, Community One. Um, it is a neighborhood revitalization or, uh, organization here that helps our community um, basically love their neighbors, take care of their neighbors. So there's a lot of home revitalization, neighborhood revitalization. So I will be over, I'll be their mobilization director. I'll be over uh, mobilizing volunteers out into the community and making sure that they are in um, the right spots. Mm. Some may remember um, Community One as the Needed Neighbor organization mm -hmm. too. When COVID first happened, there was a website called Needed Neighbor where you could just see needs and people would fill them. And they, they're the ones that drove that. So right. I know we had several people in our church um, participate in that. So yeah. that's the same organization. And they, their real thing is to do the neighborhood revitalization things. But that right. was a connection point for everybody. And they're getting ready to unroll something real similar to Need a Neighbor oh, cool. um, to where people, it's just a place people can go to just help in the community that's not so big like home revitalization. But just when neighbors need something, they go on this a website and put what they need and then people can go and fill oh, is that, that, right? fill that okay. need. I didn't yep. know that. See, we have an inside track yep. now. Now we know this probably before it was even released to yep. the public. It's not maybe. released oh. yet, but it's in the works. All right. It's on the podcast. So. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Stun made it on stay there. tuned into yeah. the One Life Podcast yeah. for insider information. Yep. That's right. Um, okay, so that's a pretty big change. I it mean, is a to big To go change. from um, full-time you know, ministry in a church to really ministry in a different way, mm -hmm. community ministry and um, a totally different organization that couldn't have been um, an easy thing to process through, but right. kind of, can you walk us through what that was like? Because I think for people, if they spent time, any time in nonprofit world and ministry, I think that's something we ask sometimes like, well, there's other opportunities. Like, tell me how you got there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good question. I'm not really sure how I got there. Um, I was not actively looking for something. However, I think we have all felt over the last year, just this um, sense of wanting to do more. Um, especially in ministry, how can we do more? And is what we're doing while we're in the middle of this pandemic enough? Mm. And so there was kind of an inner turmoil within me in the last year that I was, you know, is this where God wants me? Is this, is it, am I being pulled to something different? And just happened to see this um, job description for Community One. And I was really intrigued because being out in the community has been something that has just really been on my heart. Well, I think what we do here is so very important, um, and what I've done for the last 10 years with kids and leaders is so very important. There was just something pulling me to something different. Mm -hmm. And so um, it just kind of led to to that. I would would never have dreamed that I I'm, would be where I'm at now because I, especially just with the people I've got to work with over the last 10 years, I loved what I do yeah. <laughs> or did. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So you're still kind of here this week. So like yeah. technically your last day was Sunday. And yeah. So was kind of did in some, between. Did some cool stuff. Brett took you on stage and made you uh, share a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Highlight cool. of her life right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great day. Just a lot of surprises I was not expecting on Sunday. So it was very, very sweet. Hmm. And I think another thing too is, you know, you guys have said that you and your family are you're still attending One Life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to kind of like get out there. And one of the things we've been wanting to do anytime people have made a shift and jobs from staff here at One Life, we want to bring them on the podcast and talk about it because I think it is cool to hear not only what you're going to and the excitement of that, but learn from some of the things from that you've had experiences of, of working here. And um, so we want to do a little bit of that and, you know, maybe even ask some questions um, just about things you wish you 
you know, every parent would know. And so we've got a couple questions on here, but um, I think just starting out, like what have been some of your favorite parts of being a part of leading kids ministry? Because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, you lead kids ministry, so you work with kids. And that's not necessarily the case you do, but mostly right. you're working with, with a lot of volunteers, which right. is similar to what you're getting ready to do right. for Community One, um, just for in a different um in a different capacity, I guess, mm-hmm. or a different way. So what have been some of your favorite parts over the last 18 years? Oh, there's been a lot. Um, the the leader, working with the leaders is really a big one. Um, I do work with kids or have worked with kids, but the majority of my years have been spent just building leaders and working alongside leaders. And um, just get the relationships that I've formed over the last 10 years are really you know, just one of my favorite things. Um, watching these teams go from, you know, new people on teams to family together yeah. is so, so cool to see. Um, another one of my favorite things in Sunday was just an example of this. When when the kids do come up and hug me, even though I don't get to spend a lot of time with them, um, I do, of course, when we're shorthanded or something, I always jump into that role. But when they come up and they hug me, you know, Andy, I so, feel so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's one of my, another one of my favorite things, but, um, seeing also just the creativity that happens in our kids ministry to help kids know Jesus in a fun way just blows my mind. Just seeing the energy and the faithfulness that people have put into that has just been so fun to watch. And that's probably what a lot of adults don't really, uh, appreciate or understand or get to see because that there is a whole teams back there that pour all kinds of light, you know, they're volunteering, they have jobs and, and, but they come in here even during the weeknights and things and, and put things together where they have filmed all kinds of interesting stuff and, and come up with all kinds of wacky ideas and allow themselves to just, uh, uh humbly you know serve kids and it, and it goes on with a lot of velocity and energy and there's been a ton of that kind of creative stuff go on uh week after week after week for years and years and years a lot of times from the same core team but yeah. there's also people being at it all the time so right. yeah uh, and and i think you know if kids think that it's fun and they want to be here your opportunity to introduce them to jesus is even greater mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. they they do a great job and it's another value I know that, that people need to understand as well is not only the creative side, but the high emphasis on relationships with the kids. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was always a, you know, we, we was drilled into our head that you never called it child care or babysitting. I <laughs> got that part. And that uh, it wasn't that the adults were there to form relationships with the kids. It wasn't just to entertain them or do fun things. It was actually to get to know them and be there and be a steady influence in their lives and you brought a lot of that to that um, and that was a high value right yeah and, and just creating a space a safe space for kids um, to be able to talk about or question anything that they're going through or how to be able to talk to leaders is just huge and we have some of the greatest leaders here who just take time for these kids and the things that we hear and the things that kids are experiencing like can blow your mind. Um, but to be able to provide a space for them to pray with them and, um, you know, have a relationship is huge. Especially if you think of, you know, you really only get an hour, mm-hmm. you know, a week, um, for the most part, sometimes there's other things going on, you know, you guys will do throughout the summers and events, but most of the time, just one hour a week to make that connection and impact and to think that they look forward to that every week mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and I know you've said in the past and, but I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, I think part of why you, 
you know, we're a part of this, even all of us in ministry is the people we get to work with in the volunteers specifically. So I know for you that you've got to really connect with some amazing people um, and they, they make it fun um, and, and really add something that, you know, they come with their experience, you know, out in a, maybe a not a full-time ministry job and come back and be like, hey, well, if we did this with kids, um, even during early COVID stuff, trying to figure out how do we talk to kids about what that means and using some characters, you know, that um, we've created here at One Life over the past. So are there any um, any leaders that you just really seen thrive um, in your time here? at One Life, um, leading kids ministry? Oh, yes, there's lots. Um, there's a story that comes to mind when you ask that question of one of the ladies, and I always tell her story because she was serving in preschool for many years um, here at East. She was in preschool, and she just said, Andy, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I don't want to leave kids ministry, but I just need to do something different. <laughs> Um, I said, you know, that's fine. Let's have coffee. Let's sit and talk about it. Tell me what, you, what you're thinking about. Tell me what your background is. Tell me, you know, what, what's something that you love to do? Um, and she was a dancer. Um, she had taken dance for many years. And so I said, well, what about trying a worship leader? Um, we do a lot of worship music in kids theater with a lot of dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one way we worship. And she... She tried it, and she's been doing that for a few years. And that team um, has come together, and they are a family. Um, her dad passed away a couple of years ago, and um, they every one of them showed, from wow. the kids in the worship team to the adults, every one of them showed up at the funeral home um, for her. So seeing people find their sweet spot, um, but even having that conversation, because a lot of people would just kind of sneak out, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. But for her to sit down and have that conversation um, and then to see her thrive in that was huge mm-hmm. and just so fun to watch. And that's something that I think people don't maybe know or don't see that that is where the real special things that we can't emphasize enough is when you are on a team, the design, the ideal, it doesn't always happen necessarily this way, but what you just said is that that team becomes family i mean if you you what happens to me if i go to the hospital what happens to me if something like i lose someone i love or whatever uh, how am i connected to the community well it's it's not just to go back and serve in kids and and uh, do a thing on sunday morning the ideal and, and it does happen in real time that these teams um help one another and they're they're there for one another and, and that's the i that's the thing that we're trying to work towards and i know you've you've supported that you know uh, pretty powerfully and pretty steadily through the years to, to create that kind of environment mm-hmm. so love that and we don't want to lose that part right. when you leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i hope it stayed these teams um especially those that have come back from covid have just really been the people that have come back have really come back because they were part of something they felt like um they were a part of a family. So it's been so fun to watch the momentum since we have come back. Um, and these teams just continue to get stronger. Yeah. And even when you share that story, I think that's something that we can't, can't just gloss over and not, not say that, I mean, that should be celebrated in your leadership that she felt comfortable to come to you and say, not just walk away. Like she felt like she had a relationship with you to come to you and say, Hey, I don't want to leave, but you know, I'm still, what, what can I do? Um, so that's really cool. And I think you should, you know, that's something you should be proud of um, to be able to have those those kind of relationships with, with your leaders. And and actually, that's a question that actually Michael, uh, Kieran, actually asked this question in our, our staff meeting. Um, what are you most proud of? Like, what are things when you look back, um, the 10 years here could be 18 years, you know, of, of other times, 
What are some things you're most proud of? Mm, that's a good question too. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm most proud when I see our kids being baptized. Um, when I see them being baptized, but also when I see them being baptized by their leaders or they've asked their leaders to be a part of that. Um, I'm so proud of the relationships that have been formed between that leader and that kid that they would ask mm-hmm. for them to be a part of that. That's cool. um, and for a child to make a decision to follow Christ, you know, it's the most important decision they can make. Um, so I'm so proud of those opportunities that we get to watch kids um, be baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just so proud of, like I've said, just the teams that have formed the relationships that are just so strong um, because I do believe that um, helps with the creativity. It helps with helping kids experience Jesus. You know, all of those things combined just makes me so proud to watch a Sunday come together and Mm -hmm. kids walk away, you know, excited. And, um, even over Easter, Easter is one of the best I've ever experienced. We did it a little bit differently. Um, where one of the teams kind of rewrote what our curriculum was, and we did a a small group activity that the whole room did together that um, they, it was basically, we told the story, it was in a box, and then at the end, when Jesus rises from the dead, they open their box, and there's light shining from their boxes, and it's a big party, and dance music, and I got a message from a mom that day that said, she, my child could tell me everything from wow. your illustrations about the Easter story. You're kidding, really? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> see, wow, I, I didn't know that. Is yeah. that on video? Uh, we did, yeah, we did okay. put it on our Facebook page, okay. yeah. Yeah, oh, it is on our Facebook page? On the, uh, the kid next-gen one. Yeah. <laughs> next-gen group. Next-gen yeah. group. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's great. So those moments right there, when a kid can walk away and tell mom and dad exactly what they've, you know, experienced yeah. is, is really fun. Makes me really proud. Mm. Well, I bet. <laughs> and the, I mean, and think about those of, like, those are experiences that you get to have, but you can still do that. You know, you can still be a part of mm-hmm. that. You know, our, our volunteers get to be a part of that every week. And so there's a lot of ways to still be involved in that. It changes the way that you kind of lead that. Um, what are, when we talk about parents, you talk about parents, you know, calling and, and, and sending you messages. What are, um, what are things, or what are some things that you wish you could tell all parents about the next generation? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that some of the things that, you know, One Life we've really invested in is taking our next-gen leaders, sometimes volunteers, sometimes staff, into trainings to talk about, like, what's some good ways to really invest in the next generation and talk about how parents and families can do that. Because, you know, one of our kind of models is to say that um, we partner with parents. Mm-hmm. And we, it's not just something we come in and expect them. Uh, we don't expect them to drop them off and us teach them. They have a lot more time with them than you guys do. What are some things you wish you could tell all parents? Right. Um that's a great way to explain the, when we talk about orange here, to explain the orange philosophy is that the church has um, only about 40 hours a year to invest in the life of a kid, but um, parents have like 3,000 hours. And so they definitely are, you know, the spiritual leaders for their kids. And so what I would tell parents is um, I'd be asking a lot of questions. What are they learning? What are they experiencing? And then having those conversations, deeper conversations at home, but you know, I was thinking about this question. You gave me these ahead of time. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this question in my own kids' lives um, in that my middle schooler 
her, you know, we have Wednesday night students and it is Wednesday night students for her is such an important time. It is a safe space for her to be able to talk to a consistent leader. And I, she's a different kid when I pick her up on Wednesday (laughs) nights because she's been able to just talk and just be and have relationships. And so whether it's in the church or somewhere, these kids, our kids need voices in their lives. They need people who are telling them, you know, how valuable they are, how loved they are, and ultimately that, you know, they're created in the image of God. And so I would just tell parents to make sure those voices, someone, in, and recognize who those people are in your kids' lives. I text um, Lainey's small group leader almost weekly <laughs> and just thank her for dealing with middle school girls. <laughs> yeah, because that's a very special gift. Yes. Thank you for, yeah, thank her for stepping out and doing that. That's Yeah. And, uh, my, you know, my kids are grown now, but I, I can say that I if I had to do it over again, absolutely. I mean, you have a certain kind of voice as a parent that has its limits. It right. just does. And, and you need to be proactive about putting other voices in your kids' lives. And and that is what, and maybe you don't think of that as being kids' ministry or student ministry. You're just thinking maybe my kid enjoys this or whatever else. But really what you're doing that's more important is that, is that whole thing. You're giving them another relationship, another voice, another set of ears to listen to their problems that you need because there's certain things you just can't get across. We've all had that. You know, you could say the exact thing that their mentor or their or their student leader says and they'll hear it from them, and they won't hear it from you. Right, exactly. They'll think you're dumb for saying right. that or whatever else. I've had that happen a thousand times. So that's yeah, uh, exactly. just how it goes. They come back two years later, and I'm like, guess what I learned? You're like, I've been telling you that for five years. <laughs> that's so true. That's exactly true. Just, and yet you have to swallow it and be like, that's you great. You do. you got to humble great. yourself and say, okay, I'm going to work on getting those different voices in their, in their But And that's why I recognize her You know, each week, even though she's saying the same thing. <laughs> same things. I'm yep. just like, thank you for being another yep. voice telling yep. her the same thing. And she's mm-hmm. listening to you. So, yep. I mean, Andy, all this sounds like a lot of fun. Why are you leaving? I don't get <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It What's really with you? It is. What's the with you? Oh, but, and I think that, it, I genuinely, that's a question. And we talked about that earlier. You just see an amazing opportunity. But I think a lot of times when people leave a ministry job, they're like, what happened? Did something happen? And I think it's always important for us to say that nothing, there's no scandal of any kind that you know we're kicking andy out or something like that you know um it's just a really amazing opportunity for you to to take a lot of the skills that you've learned even here and use them in a new way and and honestly i was thinking about this when we were praying on sunday and almost prayed but i started getting emotional sometimes that happens andy and i are very good friends okay this is going to be hard for me um but i'll also be i'm very excited to learn all the things you get to learn but i genuinely was thinking about this if we are a place that we are a church playing organization when people leave and they go do other things from um, the same, like from um, the aspect of being here and being a part of this ministry, it really is church planning. I mean, you really are being a church planner in a new organization, in a new place and taking a lot of the things that um, I think are instilled in us through, through one life in the ministry here. And I think that's beautiful. I really do. And I I see that. I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do this to move to a position like this without the experience that I've had over the last 10 years. Yeah. Hmm. That's, um, it, it is a good reminder, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll take that under advisement. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's putting a bright bright side to it. No, we, that's what we, I do. We kind of kid, yeah, we kind of kid that we partner with Community One, yeah, but yeah. we didn't know that's what part of the partnership was, <laughs> so we're ending that partnership in a hurry. Like, what the heck? Got a couple of one, former One Life staff a, over there now. Oh, you know? we do. We actually do. Yeah, so. But it, it, it is, and you know, I as I look at your own life, and it has been 18 years, and, and life 
does travel in seasons. I've learned that enough. Uh, sometimes it's best to make those transitions because you're just in a different place in your life. Your kids are a different stage of life, and it's just not quite the same as it had been. And so, uh, you know, it's good for you. It's it's healthy for you to take on a new challenge at this season and all those kinds of things. So, yeah, I do feel so. like that should be noted that I do have a kid going to college mm. right. um, in the fall, <laughs> and so that was part another part of the decision that right. um, just that will have some more flexibility to be able to visit her and see her or even be home when she's home and be present. So that did play a part in, um, you know, ministry does fill your weekends. Mm -hmm. And so this was uh, just a good family shift for us to be really interesting at that first, I mean, Sunday of like, and not, and not being, I mean, right now Sunday's a work day for us. I mean, we consider it that. And I know it's, we don't think of ministry all the time as work, but it is a day that we consider a work day. And so that would be really like an odd thing and then right now Fridays tend to be one of our days off and switching that will yeah. be interesting and Saturdays are your days where you get the text yeah. of the people uh, for Sundays so. <laughs> yeah so what are the downsides to kids ministry that's the next question it really it really is one of the questions and I think more of can we couch it because I think we've got a lot of positivity and I don't want to bring it down but obviously but obviously I don't want you to to hold back on anything either. Um, but I mean, we think about if you're telling someone about what this role is like, you know, as we even make a search for someone to uh, come in and, and have some new eyes and new looks at kids ministry and which is exciting because I don't think we ever replace people. I think we just find, you know, new things that, that we can look at with it. What would you want them to know? I mean, what would you want people to know about um, working in kids ministry? And like uh, you talked about some of the joys, what are some things that are hard, you know, that obviously we don't all get to see and be a part of. Yeah. Um, it, it does have some hard elements to it. Um, you know, in any organization, there's never enough volunteers. Yeah. Um, there's never enough. And as we talk about um, kids having a relationship with leaders to where they feel safe and have and can talk about anything, um, we just don't have enough leaders. Um, so, that, you know, that's hard to watch on a Sunday where you might have 25 kids in a room and two leaders who are just trying to keep their head above water. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard to watch. And then there's other Sundays where, you know, we've got a leader for every eight kids. So there, there's its ups and its downs. Um, it's hard to turn off. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, ministry is hard to turn off because you are so invested in the kids, in their lives, and in the lives of the leaders. I mean, when there's hard stuff going on in your leaders' lives, it's hard to right. it's hard to turn that off because um, you want to be there for them. They are your family. Um, but I mean, ultimately, though, it's it really is fun. It really is um, just life giving to be able to see people change the next generation mm. and point them towards Jesus. Yeah, and relying on the volunteer thing, and there, there's not enough leaders. I've I've said many times that one of my goals in before I die or leave ministry myself is that I <laughs> that I want there to be 110 percent volunteers in so in kids ministry. But I say that kind of tongue in cheek because I kind of also know that may not happen or probably won't happen because it's just the way it is. And and people, what would you say to people that are as they struggle with that because. I think it's number one, it can be intimidating, uh, it can be consuming, and so I'm a little little afraid to go down that hallway. What would you want them to know about, hey, you know, come on in, the water's fine. How would you convince someone of that? Because obviously there's people having fun back there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, One, they'd probably have to give it a little time. 
Um, it's not going to be perfect on their first time. And it might be one of those Sundays where there are 25 kids and two leaders. Um, if people can hang so, in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there can be. Oh, no. Yeah. If they can hang we'll in there and, we can, and people can just continue to say yes, um, where it can take our kids' ministry is just um, is huge. I mean, if we had 110, you know, people back there then <laughs> right, right. Oh, it yeah. would be really simple yeah yeah because you eight. would have a small group of two or three kids that's true yeah it's kind of how it works but. so yeah I, I guess my best advice would just be to um now when you're working with kids you it's hard to stay cool it's hard to because you you have to be fun you have to be energetic you have to <laughs> so if that's not your thing that kids manage probably isn't your thing but isn't there are aren't there also roles that you don't necessarily have to interact with kids absolutely. directly yep because some would be that way, like yep. uh, okay, I, <laughs> there might be a few out there that I don't really like kids that are under <laughs> ten years old or something like, and I'd be intimidated by hanging out with first graders. Right, but it's not necessarily that way, right? No, you it can doesn't go back there and do there's, some jobs. That yeah, there's tech. You know. There's um, we have people who set up, you know, during the week who set up stuff so that leaders that are with kids can come in and just be with kids because everything is there for them, provided for them. Right. Um, all they get to do, all they have to do is focus on the kids. So there's a lot of behind the scenes, um, and there's yeah, there's all kinds of roles. And you can, you know, get to see behind the scenes and um, and impact it kind of almost indirectly in a sense. Right. Like if so, I what I heard you say was, you know, I can be one of those adults that helps the other people interact with kids yep. and, and fulfill a role. So yep. you're helping to create that experience yeah, for them. That's cool to roll. Yep. And, 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 and again, you, the, the, the goal is to also give you a connection point. It's mm-hmm. not just volunteering. It's not just running lights for a kid's team. It's getting to know the other people that are working in the kid's team. And so if there's a crisis in your life or whatever else you have, uh, you have family that you're connected to. And that's very, very important if you're going to be a part that's of a cool. church. Right. Church life, and they still, you know, no matter what your role is, if that's tech, is that if that's one-on-one with kids, if that's, um, you know, curriculum support, they're still they're huddling together on Sundays, they're praying together, they have communication among each other. So, like you said, they mm-hmm. are, you know, connecting even outside of those the hour on Sunday morning. Or, mm-hmm. And we we sum it up this way, and, and we haven't said it in a while. Uh, the it in life is doing God's will with people you love. So there's that sense of our mission is we're impacting these kids, mm-hmm. but we're doing it together. Right. So that's that's where the magic is. And if you've never really experienced that, uh, you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would recommend that to anybody. Yeah. yeah. And I even you know stuff we talked about earlier in the podcast, in the episode of, of talking about some of the things that the joys of seeing kids you know really hear and understand the gospel and be connected with people that happens when you do have the ability for people to show up and be there in their lives. So that's, that's the goal. It's not to get people in there to fill a space. It's them in there so they can fill, um, you know, an opportunity to get to know a child and give them a place to, to belong. And so that's, that's what it's all about, I think. Um, and, uh, you can, I'll do a plug for where you can sign up. Uh, if you want to do that here at One Life, or if you're listening in your other church, check out you know local church. Find ask about kids ministry. We can go to onelifechurch.org/connect. Um, you can fill out a connection card there, and that goes to our uh, connection directors. I don't know who it goes to at the East Campus right now, but it'll go to somebody. <laughs> yeah. it goes to Brett. It doesn't. We're, go to yeah, we're trying to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, if it gets to me, that might cause problem. And you if know. you're interested in a job, <laughs> onelifechurch.org/careers, the job is posted. Um, that's that's true. That's yep, true. It's up there. Um, okay, 
I have one more question, but I want to see if Brett has any questions before I ask this one. Oh, I don't think I do. Okay. Not at this point. Um, Andy, anything else that we didn't get to talk about that you would highlight? Yes. we. I didn't mention Big Deal Theater. Oh, talk about Big Deal yeah. Theater. What is when Big Deal Theater? You, when we talk about partnering with parents, um, one of the biggest things that we've done over the last 10 years is Big Deal Theater. And that is basically bringing the parents into what their kids experience on Sundays. Um, it's usually Friday night. Um, and we invite parents and kids to this fun night of um, worship and Bible story and pizza and games and all this so that the kids can say, mom and dad, here's what I get to Mm -hmm. experience. Um, And so it's just a great way to connect to the parents to what we do here at One Life (laughs) and then to take it home. Yeah. And it's always fun. I mean, it's a really good time. It's a, it's good because yeah, they get to interact and see it, and the the leaders really think of a way to connect with kids, but also with parents. There's right. some some little little jokes in there that parents probably only get, you know, which is right. pretty funny. Yeah, so just yeah. just like any good cartoon has. That's yep. right. right, exactly. Yep. Okay, I have one more question. Okay, it's kind of fun. Maybe we'll see. All right, what have you always wanted to say, but since you work here, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. Yeah, careful. No. Um, I don't know. I know. There's nothing, really. I just think that's, that's always right. Nothing's know. left unsaid. It would probably be more towards, like, people to just, come on, get up and hmm. and do something and help change the worldview of the next generation. It's yeah. just, it's time. What else can you say? Yep. That's right. What else can you say? <laughs> Andy, I'm going to miss working with you. I'll miss you. Um, but I'm very excited for your new, um, yeah, this new opportunity. I'm excited to see how you help change our community. I think it's going to be really cool, and I'm ready to show up and mobilize in the community. Uh, I'll give you a call. Get on the list. I'll give you all a call. Oh, man, I bet. And, um, but yeah, it's going to be different, and I'm going to miss you, and really thankful for everything you've poured into One Life, to people, to friendships, and um, thank you. Thank you. It's been a really fun ride. Really, really fun. Mm. It will be different. Sarah's getting emotional. Yeah. Oh, we'll no. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I would take it from I've here, already, but I don't know what to do. What to so. I've already texted <laughs> her twice for thing. lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> lunch yeah. well, it is awesome <laughs> you guys are that good of friends. And, yeah. yeah we traveled a, a couple times. Yeah, I remember that. And One Life, has, it has been my family for the last 10 years and will continue to be, but it has. I'm so grateful for those yeah. relationships that... I've been able to form over the last 10 years and 18 years. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Um, Brett, anything to close with or anything upcoming here at One Life? I know we have um, Karen Kislin going to be teaching here in a couple weeks. She is in a couple weeks. We're coming up on a new series called Overcoming Heard It All Beforeism, which is uh, kind of going at the Bible. There, A lot of people have a basic familiarity with the normal stories of Jesus' life and all that, but we want to teach people how do you get past I've, like this week, I'm doing the Good Samaritan, which is probably the most famous story in the Bible, and everybody's heard it before. But how do we freshen it up and kind of develop years to hear it? And Karen Kislin is going to do that because she told me her title yesterday. It's called the the ugliest mom in history, or something like oh, that. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know what even that means. But then she started describing it to me about talking about worms and all kinds of stuff. So she. What Karen has the gift of, I, I like her in this series because she has the gift of, she will take the approach with the Bible like you've never heard before. Yeah. I promise that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to be on Mother's Day. So Trying to get on the podcast too, to continue that conversation. Yes, yeah, because um, that will be the goal of is to really be willing as you don't know it all and you want to go in and, and just rediscover the Bible mm-hmm. in, in a holy way. 
and I, I got just a little sneak peek. I haven't seen the finished product yet, but Jimmy's making some really cool stuff for the the creative for the series. And, All right, uh, I did taking, not know that. I'm glad taking some ideas that, that I talked about. That I'm really excited to see come yeah, to life. So. Glad I showed up today. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, all right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Um, if you have any questions for Andy or um, want to just reach out and say anything, send any notes of encouragement, thank you. You can send them to the podcast, podcast at onelifechurch.org, and I'll make sure that she gets them. I'll hand deliver them. I'll print them out on go our printer. And I'll take you to lunch, <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll go get those. But uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you again next time.